Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state this afternoon or online. Welcome as we continue another week of Eagle Hour Sports Talk here on Super Talk Mississippi. We've got a big band deal coming up. Uh, Going to be taking place at The Rock this week. We're going to be talking to Eric Scott, Assistant Director of the Pride, in just a moment about that. Also, our soccer coach, Mohamed Elzair, going to be on the show a little later as the 2022 Southern Miss soccer schedule has been released. And then there's a new TV deal uh, for the Sun Belt, which, of course, is good news for Southern Miss. Now that they're a member of the Sun Belt, we're going to talk about that as well. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour and a great place for you to take your family uh, for a meal seven days a week right next to the mall in Hattiesburg as we broadcast this afternoon from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Laurel and in Hattiesburg. Uh, We're glad you're with us this afternoon. All right, Eric Scott is with us. He is the Assistant Director of the Pride. He's in the studio with us here with another young man. And, uh, Kelly, I'll let you introduce these uh, guys and uh, tell Tell our listeners why they're here. Along with uh, Eric Scott, Doug Hutchinson joins us. He's a native of uh, Cape Coral, Florida, a student at Southern Miss, and he has actually participated in Drum Corps, uh, his last appearance in 2019. But Drum Corps International, DCI, is staging an event tomorrow night at uh, at the stadium, at The Rock, where eight drum corps from across the country will be performing, starting at about, at about seven-ish, the South Jones High School Band who is under the direction of Brian Joyce, a Southern Miss alum. They're going to play the national anthem, and then these eight drum corps teams are going to participate. And in the words of Travis Higa, the director of the Pride, if you're a fan of marching band music like I am, this is the drum corps that are going to be performing tomorrow night. This is like marching bands on steroids, his words. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk, Eric. First of all, this is this is not new. Southern Miss has hosted this uh, before, but uh, tell us about... The difference between your average, you know, marching band and a drum corps, and what what drum corps do, and what people can expect to see tomorrow night. Yeah, so the the average uh, uh, marching band consists of woodwinds and brass and percussion, uh, color guard, and this, as uh, as I mentioned. Um, 
uh, previously the is a high caliber uh, marching ensemble with brass percussion and color guard about 150 members uh, these students will audition for these uh, groups starting in the spring and uh, will tour the country throughout the uh, throughout the summer uh, competing with each other so we have student uh, have ensembles coming over uh, tomorrow from various parts of the country including as far as Arizona uh, and Pennsylvania well, the Pennsylvania group might uh, might be a little bit more affected by the by the heat than than the Arizona yes, group. Yes, indeed. But but a lot of the a lot of the youngsters that have been in the Pride or currently are in the Pride have drum corps experience. Yes. Yes, a, a number of the students have. There's uh, we have quite a few uh, students on our leadership team, including Doug here, that uh, have participated in drum corps in the past. Let's swing the mic around to Doug and and Doug, you're you're uh, studying to be a master of music in, in trumpet, and you got in your car and drove eight hours to texas to audition for a drum corps group out of chicago but some of them are like even out of japan i mean what what inspired you to get in your car and and to to make that drive to audition for that group yes sir uh it's all from youtube and just seeing the the feat that all the course can just do um dci is essentially known as marching music's major league um it is a hyper-athletic activity of just pageantry and music. Um, your heart does not stop, um, and it's just a rush. It, you get a constant support um, from fans from all over. Uh, one time when I was performing, um, a sold-out stadium, huge uh, amount of people. Uh, we got a standing ovation before we were even done because they just thought we were done, and they just kept going. Uh, they didn't stop clapping until we were done. So, so when when you made you found out that you made this team from Chicago, you then actually had to go to, to and from Chicago uh, rehearsing and things like that. Fill in some of those blanks for us. Yes, sir. After my initial audition in Texas, I, I got to move on to the next step, and I had to fly to Chicago every month, every other month, until the, uh, the month of May when I was contracted. And then we stayed in Michigan. And from uh, anyone from, I think our youngest was 16 to the oldest was 22, um, anywhere from Japan, anywhere in the U.S., uh, we were all uh, met there, went there for two weeks, and then we just toured the entire country, starting in L.A. We actually had a, a listener just text in or wanted to ask how you would describe how athletic you have to be as a musician to even participate in drum court. Would you want to field that one? Yeah, I, there was actually a study done years ago, and it's comparable to a, a marathon runner. Your your heart rate just starts, um, whether that's a little bit of the adrenaline from performing and just the athleticism, and you just do not stop for about 12 minutes. Um, it's constant as well as you have to, yes, your heart's beating, but you can you have to control your breath from whether you're performing on a wind instrument or, you know, keeping your composure. Um, you also have the entire 12-minute show memorized in your head, and you just have to execute. It, it's all about the athletic conditioning that allows you to execute such high-caliber performance. So it's one thing about marching, but this, this is not necessarily marching. You guys are running a lot in, in these sort of things, too, yes? Yes, sir. I probably ran more than I actually played my trumpet the entire 12-minute show. Now, does the tuba player, Bob, I wonder if the, 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 the tuba, tuba players are not, they, they're not participating in this, are they? Oh, yes, sir. It's, uh, are they, they really? They play on a contra tuba. I um, mean, it's over their shoulder, essentially just holding a, a full-size horse over their shoulders. So they got to be the toughest guys on the field. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> toughest <laughs> mentally, especially. I've met people 5'2", super skinny, who can do way more than I ever could. 
uh, just by holding the tuba. You know, that's really not easy to run for 12 minutes with a tuba on your shoulder. Bob, it's not easy for you and I to run 12 minutes, period. Have you ever run 12 minutes at one time? Other I've, than when the police were after well, you? Well, no, I've driven. I've you, driven you, you for drove. Minutes, but, you know. All right, so, so guys, tell us, uh, tell, when is this going to take place at The Rock? Is it open to the public? What are the hours? That sort of thing. Uh, yes, yeah, so the event is um, open to the public. Uh, gates will open at 530. The ensembles will start performing at 7 uh, with the South Jones High School Band uh, and uh, playing the national anthem. And then we have eight ensembles that will do their performance from there. Uh, the performance should wrap up somewhere around uh, just before 10 o'clock. And uh, it should be a, a wonderful evening of, of high energy and, and great pageantry. You're going to see a wide variety of shows and a lot of wonderful athleticism from the students. And um, uh, if anyone is interested in, in coming, there are tickets still available online. You can also pick them up the day of the event. Uh, tickets will range anywhere from 25 to $40. Um, some of the higher tickets will get you better seats in the stadium. And uh, we'd love to see you there. As, as a high school band director, I used to bring students over to drum corps shows all the time just to show my students what is possible uh, with high caliber performances. So it was it was a great way to wrap up the year, or wrap up the uh, band camp season for for my students. And I'm happy to see that there are a lot of high school directors that are doing the same now. But, but this is a competition, though, tomorrow night. Oh yes, it, it definitely is a competition. Uh, anyone that says that it's not a competition isn't being honest. So yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of competition between the different groups there. So nope. Luke, is it fair to say that a tuba player in a drum corps like this would have to be in better shape than a punter on a college football game? I just wanted to make the comment that <laughs> there is a special bond between football player and, and tuba the players. Band. Oh, and okay. tuba player, I mean, but especially the drum corps, because there's very few things that get a football player's heart thumping than snares working together with mm-hmm. with the big bass drum. So, from all of us on mm. the in in the helmets to all you guys in the band uniforms, we greatly appreciate it because believe it or not. More than often, what happens on the field is the direct result of the atmosphere, and the band sets the tempo. And there's no question that a band is the atmosphere in large part at a college football game. Not the same without one. Well, we're we're excited to be a part of the dynamic, especially at USM with the pride of Mississippi. And and I know some 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 of the high schools in the state of Mississippi aren't necessarily big enough to have bands. And people will say, I, well, I don't really want. I don't really don't go to the football games. I said, well, why not? And they go, well, we don't have a band. It's it's like yeah. it's not an official sport unless you, you have the band. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're lucky too. I mean, there are some schools that don't have bands, but we have some awesome, awesome programs, um, uh, band programs here in Mississippi, and a lot of them are going to be visiting tomorrow night. And after this competition takes place, very shortly after that, then you're beginning your second year with the Pride, uh, Eric. Then slowly but surely, band members will start trickling back to Hattiesburg, getting ready for. The opening kickoff against uh, Liberty University. Oh, absolutely! Our, our Pride preview, the 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 performance that culminates the end of our season, is exactly a month from today. That's how that that's really hard to believe, isn't it? Well, no pun intended, but I think all Southern Miss alum have great pride in the Pride, and uh, I think that we feel like that our band every year is the best in the state. Well, I would say. Honestly, <laughs> yes, I would say that too. <laughs> you agree with that? I would. I would absolutely agree with that. We have awesome students. We have a great student body, and and we're just we're happy to be a part of the game day experience. Well, marching bands on steroids tomorrow night, Bob. Nothing to get you That's fired up for the football season. More like Drum Corps Internationals competition tomorrow night at MM Roberts Stadium. The university is publicizing it. You can get your tickets online. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for coming. Thank you. We'll be right back. 
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour rolls on. This second segment brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark. We are less than 40 days away from the kickoff of college football season and everything you need to cheer on. The Golden Eagles you can get at Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Of course, you can always go online at campusbookmark.net. But much closer than football season is soccer season. Lady Eagles, believe it or not, guys, in about 10 days are going to start a series of three exhibition contests, and they will begin um, their season in mid-August. And uh, on the show with us today, Southern Miss head soccer coach, we know him as Coach Mo, officially Muhammad Elzair, joining us for uh, to talk a, a lot's kind of happened in the last two months, Coach. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's been an exciting on many fronts, for sure. You are uh, entering. Th- this is ten years, ten seasons. The, it, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Absolutely, I tell you, it's been a blessing uh, being here in Hattiesburg and and working for uh, the leadership uh, at Southern Miss. And uh, Jeremy has has been phenomenal in terms of his support and uh, just uh, being there for us when 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 we need it you know so uh, um, it's 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 uh, it's been, uh, you know I'm grateful for 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 the time and and the opportunities that uh, Southern Miss continues to to not only give if the program but also my family for sure so before we get into uh, to this season, as we mentioned, a few things have, have changed. Carly Malden's taking a new position a little south of Hattiesburg, and you have a new assistant coach. And, yes. And tell us uh, all, all about that. Well, first of all, I am ecstatic for Carly, and not only uh, you know for the great job that she's done for us, but uh, you know also ecstatic and, and really happy for our junior college system to have a young, uh, up-and-coming uh, coach that is contributing to their growth and uh, really uh, thrilled and excited for her and for, uh, you know, uh, her family and for uh, the uh, Gulf Coast uh, community for sure. And introduce our listeners, and, as, as, as Carly is, you know, going to Mississippi Gulf Coast, introduce our, our listeners to your new assistant coach. Well, uh, Haley Knowles is is a young uh, coach that has uh, been uh, the assistant at Huntington College in uh, in um, in uh, Alabama. Uh, she comes in from a family of a wealth a family of uh, coaches and players, soccer players. Uh, has been mentored by uh, Danielle Fatopoulos, which. Uh, was member of our 99 uh, World Cup squad that won the World Cup. And uh, so she's been around seasoned uh, professionals uh, in the game. And uh, and she's been uh, mentored uh, under uh, Danielle and, and many other coaches. So excited for her and for us, for, uh, you know, Haley joining our family. And uh, she is uh, she's, uh, very personable has great relationships she builds great relationships with student athletes and uh and we're looking for uh, her contribution to our program for sure 
Coach, you've been in uh, the Conference USA Championship two out of the last four seasons, first season in the Sun Belt. And I think the guys, uh, in just a minute, want to ask you about the Sun Belt. But you want to talk about a schedule. You guys start off uh, in 10 days. You got three um, three exhibitions against Pearl River, William Carey, and Jackson State. And then you basically play the entire SEC West before you begin Sun Belt play. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, you know, this is probably the strongest uh, uh, strength of schedule we've put together since uh, I've been here at Southern Miss. Uh, I am really looking forward for our young squad taking on this challenge. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get to a point in the program, you have to recommit and make uh, a higher uh, commitment uh, to everything that you do, you know, from, you know, Playing standards, fitness standards, uh, just um, you know, just how you handle yourself as a student athlete and as as coaches. So we we're at that point where we have to recommit to a higher standard. Yeah. And uh, and the way we want to show it is by not only saying it but also challenging ourselves against the you know pretty pretty much the SEC West. And coach, Bob, uh, you start and Kelly. At yeah. Auburn, at Alabama, at LSU, Mississippi at State comes here, and then at Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we hope and, you sweep all of them, Coach. And, and then and then after that, well, you, you start your conference play. Now, I, I guess you're familiar with Marshall, but, but you add Louisiana Monroe, James Madison, Texas State, Coastal Carolina, Troy, South Alabama, Appalachian State, Arkansas State, and Louisiana – to your schedule. Talk a little bit about the women's soccer in the Sun Belt and what you expect out of all of these teams. Well, first of all, I mean, the Sun Belt is a strong conference, is a soccer conference. Uh, they have uh, in past, uh, you know, been able to go further into the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, teams that have represented the, pro, the, the league. And they have, you know, you know, the league has proven time and time again that they can go neck to neck to uh, any of the Power Five or High Resource Five uh, programs. So, so we're, you know, we're going in into a league that is, you know, you know, with a group of uh, seasoned programs, but also the coaching in this league is is very, uh, you know, a lot of the coaches are are very well, uh, you know. Uh, Coached, but also their season in, in, in their uh, in their style of play and the way they coach and the way they communicate. So uh, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge, and we're looking up for it. And uh, we'll do everything that we can to to uh, to put the program where it needs to be. Well, starting in uh, in August, Luke, August twenty first, with one exception, when they play Mississippi Valley, every game Coach Mo has will be against the SEC. Uh, and the Sun Belt. That's <laughs> anyone, anywhere. <laughs> That's pretty anytime. challenging. I mean, yeah. that that is exactly. Coach, let's talk you, about. You, you know, you go ahead. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, you you have to you have to challenge yourself, and you have to, you know, grow. You know, if you if you don't put yourself in uncomfortable position where you you know push yourself and 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 get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you're not going to grow. So we want to grow. We want to. You know, uh, expose our student athletes to that next level, and uh, and that's what we're doing through our scheduling. 
Let's talk about their remaining time, about three minutes left. Let's talk about this team. Um, if my math's right, 20 out of the 26 ladies on your roster are freshmen or sophomores, including uh, it's pretty pretty incredible to see uh, Elena Squerdo play uh, for the Columbia national team. P- pretty impressive to have her on your roster as well. It is. It is for sure. Uh, you know, Elena has been – helping change the cultures, change the the way we do things as a program in terms of how she handles herself, how she manages herself. Uh, Even though she's a young, up-and-coming sophomore, but she she leads in many ways. And uh, so we're excited not only for us, but also for her in terms of the growth and exposure that she has experienced in, in the last year and a half. Uh, where now she's representing her country in the World Cup. And uh, so uh, it's uh, just the beginning. And, uh, you know, really happy for her and, and, and for the for the program and uh, and the exposure that she's allowing us to, to, to gain because of her uh, experience, for sure. Coach, I noticed when looking at the schedule, all of the, those games against the SEC schools are at their campuses. Uh, at the SEC campuses. So is it fair to say that even women's soccer teams in the SEC are snobs? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, you know what? Mississippi State is coming to us. Okay, LSU okay. is coming to yeah. us. Okay, good. And, and, right. and, uh, and, and next year we have Alabama coming to us. What? So, and, 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 and for that to happen, that means we are... We have done some things to get the attention, and uh, you know, so there some of them are starting to return, and uh, it helps their program, you know, and their the, their RPI. Uh, so, uh, so they're finding that we are uh, uh, a program that is going to also they're going to gain out of playing us and 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 helping themselves mm-hmm. as well. So. Uh, so I'm excited that we're able to attract those, you know, a lot of some of the SEC teams to come and play in Harrisburg. Well, Coach, and it's great for our community. It's great for our youth. I'm just hoping that when LSU comes here on uh, September the 4th, the fans get along a little better than they did at the <laughs> regional baseball. baseball tournament. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, well, I, I, I hope so. We, we just got to get all the baseball fans to be out there, you know. <laughs> They may leave if they see all the baseball fans show up. Hey, Coach, thanks a lot. We always enjoy having you. No, no, no. Thank you. (laughs) Always having you on the show is always a pleasure. All right. Thank you, Coach. Coach Muhammad. Thank you so much. You guys have a good day. Coach Muhammad Elzair, everybody. Yeah, bring the baseball fans out. The LSU people may load up on the bus and leave. No, they don't don't forget anything, do they? (laughs) (laughs) All right. New baseball deal, football, all sports. New TV deal for ESPN and the Sun Belt. We're going to talk about that. See what that means for the Golden Eagle Athletic Department right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Coach Bo for joining us. Pretty exciting soccer schedule, I would say, uh, with all the SEC teams and, of course, the uh, new Sunbelt team. Should be a great year for women's soccer at Southern Miss. Also, our thanks to Eric Scott, who came in here to tell us about the big event taking place at The Rock tomorrow night. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, where you can enjoy delicious lunch five days a week, just $9.95. That includes your drink, your tax, the whole caboodle. And then, of course, they have great food at night, always plenty of good adult beverages, and the big game is always on the TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right in the shadow of the rock. What, and uh, we really how, like those guys a lot. How, how did you describe that lunch? Caboodle, my friend. No, no. How, was, how did it taste, the lunch? Scrumptious? No. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, I think yeah, Mr. Like Mr. De- I'm very excited, though, Luke. Kelly's going to get me a Mr. Delicious t-shirt, and I plan to wear it. Uh, yeah, I'll get the one that says, I hate I hate Mr. Delicious. Yeah, I want the, I if want you the don't Mr. know what Delicious. we're talking about, be thankful. That's yeah, all I need. Be scrumptious. Let's actually talk about something like the Sunbelt Conference now. That sounds good to me, Luke. Take it all away. All right. Uh, real quickly, we're broadcasting, of course, from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Tomorrow on the show, interim president, Dr. Joe Paul. You have to say doctor, right? right. Dr. Joe Paul on the show Wednesday. Uh, Appalachian State play-by-play voice Joey Jones joins us Thursday to talk about uh, what the coaches say is the best football program uh, in the Sun Belt. Speaking of the Sun Belt, new TV deal with ESPN, uh, Luke. And the good news is every single Southern Miss football game will be available either on ESPN or ESPN+. Plus. So, yeah, the media days down in New Orleans kicked off today, and and we kind of heard through the grapevine that there was going to be some type of big announcement. Yesterday we got the announcement that Keith Gill, um, the commissioner of the of our new conference, uh, expanded or extended, you know, through uh, through 2030. Today, kind of heard that there was going to be some type of media package or, or release, and that's what we happened today. So, what this does is this is the Sun Belt. Um, continuing a media deal with ESPN, it will run through the 2030 to 2031 academic year. And so what this does is it will increase up to 50% the number of Sunbelt football games on ESPN's linear offerings, which is ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU. 40% of those games will now take place, or 40% more will take place on Saturday. I mean, that's a big deal. Basically, you will, you will be on another platform other than, than ESPN Plus. So you basically be on a cable channel. Um, on top of that, uh, probably about an additional 6,000 live events will happen on ESPN Plus. And this is why it's important with our conversation with Coach Mo. Soccer will be on ESPN Plus. So if you want to watch the Lady Eagles while they're on the road, guess what? You don't have to like buy an extra subscription like you did with Conference USA. Um, you'll be able to, in one place, not Stadium or CBS Sports Network, you will have one place to watch every Golden Eagle um, athletic event. Um, one more uh, addition to that. So because they are bumping up the coverage of baseball and softball, Instant replay will be a feature for the 2023 season in those sports. Well, I don't know how excited about that I am, but I am very excited about uh, being in the Sun Belt. This is what leadership looks like, gentlemen. Some changes, avoiding a problem before it becomes a problem and addressing it you know, way in advance. That's called being proactive. 
uh, not reactive, which has been the biggest complaint people have had with Conference USA all along is that they've been operating from behind the eight ball from the get go because they don't they, they just wait and see wait for something to happen. Then they'll address it. And again, leadership is all about predicting what might be a problem in the future and rubbing it out before it ever becomes a problem. And you're exactly you're right about that, Bob. And other sports, too, Luke, will, that are going to be you know featured more prominently in this deal. It includes, you know, women's basketball, volleyball is going to be uh, is going to be many more volleyball matches will be televised as well. So there really is there's really no loser as far as athletics go in this new deal. And and men's soccer is one of those that Southern Miss obviously doesn't have. But men's soccer uh, across the Sunbelt schools will be on there as well. Um, so it is media days uh, today and tomorrow, and, and we're talking about this uh, this media package deal because this morning at 10 a.m., Commissioner Keith Gill gave what's called the State of the Conference. A couple other things to, to note is um, he did say in, in that speech that they are open to expansion, um, and probably it would be like 16 teams. So the, so the Sun Belt right now at 14 uh, Andrew Abadie gave the quote on Twitter, quote, we aren't actively looking to expand, but we aren't taking anything off the table. And kind of what we've been hearing, you know, from from the, the Sunbelt guys we've been talking to is that it is pretty amazing. You know, I think Barry McKnight talked about yesterday that the, how small the communities are for the most part. You know, take Atlanta's obviously the exception where these programs are and, and where uh, and so you're going after products and you're going after um, a, a fan base. And so. I think what he's saying is if a, if a program like that were to pop up, they would certainly be be open to that. Before I go on, comments on that. Well, I think that's ex- – I mean, I think they are going to be open to expansion because it's such an evolving world in college sports. And something interesting you said about about the, the size of the communities that the schools are in. Scott Berry told me earlier this year that it was his experience that anytime you went to a big city – to play college baseball, there were virtually no fans there. The bigger the area, seemingly, the less interest there is in being at the college athletic event. The smaller the community, college towns, people love their universities. They support things. I I think that's much smarter than worrying about the size of the TV market myself. And the reason, the reason a lot of those bigger cities, logic would dictate, is that the bigger cities have pro teams. You know, that they can go follow. And, and many other things to do. Many other Correct. distractions. Yeah, yes. the arts and cultural events, Correct. you know, things like that. But now Columbus, Ohio, as you mentioned, Bob, has an NFL team. Uh, they're yes, called they the, do. The Buckeyes. The, the Ohio yeah. State, Ohio mm-hmm. State Buckeyes. But if, if, what, if what we're talking about here is, you know, the smaller communities that have some broad fan bases, uh, depending on how the Sun Belt wants to extend its, its footprint has been the word that's been used quite a bit. Western Kentucky would fit that bill. You know, Bowling, I, I'm not a big Western Kentucky fan. I've told you guys that. But but that's a smaller community with a, a, a city that really backs, you know, its teams. They've put some money into the athletic programs. I really feel sorry for Louisiana Tech and this whole deal. They're perfect for the conference. But... I but, don't, they're not getting in. There's no, no way I, they're getting in. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel bad for them because I think I think they would be a good member. But as right. long as Monroe, okay. So so do this. Give me. I'll I'll give you the East team. Give me the West team. If if the American goes to pot, East Carolina matches perfectly because they're not going to get a Power Five invite. 
you know, that ship kind of sailed with when the Big 12 opened up. East Carolina, I, I say that, it might not. East Carolina would be a team that would fit and would be in a better position, you know, as a group of five team in the Sun Belt. What, what's a team east, or I'm sorry, west of Atlanta that would fit that? You said Western Kentucky. Is there another? What about Tulane? It's a private school and it is in a bigger city, but geographically, it's a stone's throw from about three or four of the other schools. Or Memphis. But isn't is Memphis? They're t- aren't they going? They're the American athletic. No, they're, they're, they stayed in the American. I just oh, yeah. I feel like Memphis would think they would be too good for the Sun Belt. But yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think that they would think that. All right. Um, let Let's get to this for the for our, our segment runs out. So, uh, one more thing that uh, Keith Gill talked about is that the Sun Belt currently has five bowl games. They uh, will have a sixth, or they've got a sixth bowl game in the works, which will be announced at a later date. The fi- and, and we really haven't talked about you know the, the bowl tie-ins, but you've got the New Orleans Bowl, obviously, um, in the Superdome. You've got the Cure Bowl, which is in Orlando. You got the Camellia Bowl, um, which is in Montgomery. The Lending Tree Bowl, which is in Mobile, and the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which is actually at Coastal Stadium, and I think uh, the Lending Tree is at is at South Al Stadium. So all of those um, are you know within driving distance for for Golden Eagle fans. So five bowl tie-ins, a sixth on the way. I think there's going to be another bowl with two, the two teams that are statistically the tallest in all of the NCAA, and they're going to call that the Minute Bowl. Hmm. Hello, is this yeah. is, is this mic on? I, I turned his mic off. Luke. Don't worry about. It. Hey, hey, look, he didn't say anything, did he, about the, the baseball tournament after this year? Perhaps moving to Pensacola. That would be a great idea. Didn't hear anything about that, but yeah, absolutely great idea. That would be a great idea. All right, well, App State supposedly the best football team in the program. We'll be talking to Joey Jones about that Thursday. Uh, and then again tomorrow, uh, Dr. Joe Paul, the interim president, we should say. At Southern Miss. And you know what? When we were booking Dr. Paul, too, all he wanted to talk about was baseball. That's <laughs> all anybody it, wants to talk about around here. He, he loved, and he was at yeah. every single baseball game this year. And I said, yeah, but now you've got this really big, important job as president. Uh, back yeah. to your question. Does UNO play football? They do not. They right? do not. They do not. So they yeah. would not be They would not be a potential member for yeah, that's the right. Belt. They just they do play basketball and baseball, but but I would I would think Texas State would argue for somebody from Texas because they need a they need a natural traveling partner. Who would that be? Well, in North Texas could but they're going to the WAC, right? Aren't they? Or who knows? I'm telling you, man, this, this thing is a mess. We're gonna wrap this mess up right after this. The Minute Bowl. Final segment on this Tuesday, as always, brought to you by D1 Training and D-Bat on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat Hattiesburg. 
Com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Here's your quote of the day, guys, so far, um, and from, from Sunbelt Media Days. James Madison head coach Kurt Signetti, quote, I can remember being at Pitt and playing Southern Miss in the Liberty Bowl and losing 41-7. to That is your Sunbelt media quote of the day. So far today, as I mentioned, uh, Keith Gill uh, gave the state of the conference at 10 a.m., Appalachian State was at 10.30, Old Dominion at 11. Georgia Southern with a new head coach, Clay Helton, was at 11.30. Uh, James Madison just uh, about to wrap up here uh, from a 1.30 start. Coastal Carolina, Jamie Chadwell, Grayson McCall at 2. Marshall at 2.30, and then Georgia State rounds out the day at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, the football, the head of the, the coordinator of the football officials, John McDade, will speak at 10, followed by Troy, Texas State, and Arkansas State in the afternoon, Louisiana at 1.30, Southern Miss at 2, ULM at 2.30, and South Alabama at 3. Southern Miss at 2 p.m., Will Hall speaking. He will be joined by Jason Brownlee and Swayze Bozeman. Now, that's a guy... I was really surprised that Brownlee was not on like the preseason, um, you know, second team as a wide receiver. That's a guy that I believe will be all Sun Belt in, his, in this year when the season's over with. And I think Swayze Bozeman d- deserved recognition. That guy, that guy is as good as they come, both on and off the field. Now, again, since we haven't been in the Sun Belt, we we haven't been able to see the array of players necessarily that are on these other teams. But for heaven's sakes, I mean, that, that guy's as, as good as they come. But again, they'll always say that's fine, that, that people are overlooking you know, the team and right. offensively and defensively. And I really think in hearing Will Hall speak last week that a lot of the things that they have done offensively now and we'll see going into the fall have been developed to take some of the pressure off of Brownlee, where Brownlee's not going to be double teamed near as much as he was last year, which will put him in, an, in an, a situation where he can flourish. And that's certainly what they're hoping for. And by the way, all of the the media day activities from New Orleans and the Sunbelt Conference is being streamed on ESPN+. Plus. So if you've got that subscription, you're going to be able to wear it out uh, with all the things going on. And you'll get a bird's eye view of all the speeches from New Orleans, uh, Sunbelt Media Days on ESPN+. Plus. This is why I said this about Brownlee. I'm just looking at statistics from last year. He would have been third in the league in touchdowns. He would have been tied or, or right. He would have been a tenth in receiving yards across the entire conference. So, and that was with how many quarterbacks did we play last year, guys? Twenty-seven, I believe. Twenty-seven quarterbacks count. and forty-two superbacks. Right. And Brownlee caught right. eight touchdowns. So you better watch out, Sunbelt. He's coming. Uh-oh. Who else is coming? A special Somebody announcement. Else is coming. A special announcement. Last night, right after the sunset, this odd star appeared on the eastern horizon. Lo and behold, it was Kelnack signaling that one week from Friday, he will be back in Hattiesburg and back on the Eagle Hour. You missed the ladies singing in the background there, Bob. I think she sings again. <laughs> so one week from Friday, we do want to get the word out to the president over at Louisiana Tech. He's a big fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Kelnack. a real fan. Uh, one week from Friday, Kelnack. The Magnificent. Right here on the Eagle Hour. 32 degrees. <laughs> I actually remembered that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the number of diplomas handed out at Louisiana Tech last May. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look forward to having Kilnack. And, and Phil Hall, I, I keep hearing he's coming back. 
Yeah, as we get closer to football season, uh, and Will Will Hall, you know, talking about Phil, he said, he said, man, if you put Phil Hall on the same on the air as, at the same time as my daddy and me are on the air, you're not going to be able to tell who. Who's yeah, who. well, we'd be blessed to have uh, we'd be blessed to have Phil back, wouldn't we? And and Phil is is going to re- rejoin us. He gives you he gives you a different perspective, a little different perspective of, of Southern Miss yeah, football. Of, yes, of, yes, of that's football. for sure. So what do you think, uh, Luke? Uh, have you got any anything you'd like to us to submit to a Kelnax agent in the event that uh, he could look into anything that might be on your mind? I, I think everything that he will cover, I've already covered at some point in my life. So, yeah, uh, probably, probably. That's uh, how does the submission process work, though, Bob? Isn't there some like consent form you have to sign? There is a consent form, and uh, you have to agree not to sue anybody. And uh, <laughs> you have to right. provide your um, social right. security number. I heard. Yeah, I heard also a, that and the that that security number on your credit card. We think that's a really important. Uh, I mean, last time didn't he after after he got off air, Kilnack demanded a, like all he he wanted like fifty percent of like profits that super talk made while he was actually appearing on the eagle hour right across all stations i, I think that's correct the yeah. ratings skyrocket i think know. that's correct and did, yeah. i don't know it i don't know if he thinks he's you know van halen or whatever but he demanded not just brown m&ms he demanded all m&ms in forest county to be waiting he did at forest and lamar when right. he arrived at the studio but, right. as, but as kelnack will tell you, you guys not all the things that he predicts are necessarily pleasant i mean he 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 predicted that our that President Joe Biden would have cancer, and I think that's <laughs> so. So it's not always pleasant. One yeah. week from Friday, yes, Kelnack the Magnificent here on the Eagle Hour, and until then, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.